pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 105. Today I'm going to chat with Forrest Cunningham from Family Firearms, talk about gun sales on Facebook, and discuss the IWI Masada. I am your host, Ava Flannell. And Forrest, how are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Of course. I mean, I asked like six other people before you, but I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you made it. Still counts. <laughs> it does. I mean, you know, <laughs> the, at least you weren't like the 10th person. Yeah, you know, I'll take um, what I can get. it's all good. I did have, so my guest, uh, there was an emergency. So luckily, uh, knowing Forrest, I, we actually are working on a project together. So I thought it'd be actually the perfect, um, the perfect opportunity to have you on the show. So before we get into it and I find out more about you, I'm going to talk about Manicore Arms and you're probably familiar with their stuff. Um, so right now yes, it's still August, which means that they are, they're offering 20% off their Steyr Aug, uh, accessories and I mean, just a really good deal. Their switchback charging handle, Raptor charging handle, scope mount, uh, the brass deflector. I would definitely recommend go to manicorearms.com. Go ahead and get that deal. It's going on until the end of August. Otherwise, if you find anything else that you like, use the code GUNFUNNY15 and that will get you 15% off. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. So Forrest, what is it that you currently do in the firearms industry? So just took over managing family firearms, small, better known shop out here in Colorado, as you know. Uh huh. And about six months ago, started getting into more customizing the AK platform for fun. Yeah, which is, it's like taking off. Like I, so a lot of these bigger pages that I follow, I see your work being displayed on their pages and I'm like, hey, I know that person. It's been insane. It kind of happened almost overnight. It started with uh, my tattoo artist, of all people. He's like, you know, I really want a cool AK. And I've been messing with him in the past. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, man, I got gotcha. you. And he asked me about SLR. I reached out to them, which those guys are amazing over there. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, our buy-in is, you know, this amount of money. And we'll get you guys set up. And I quadrupled their buy-in after the first order and just started going for it. And, wow. Uh, it's been a lot of fun since. It's really cool to actually see something like that going from, you know, our little Instagram page of 300 followers to like 2,700 in about four weeks has been kind of fun. Dang. That is pretty crazy. Have you, have like, have most of your sales been local or is it just kind of throughout the U.S.? Yeah, it definitely started more local. Um, just I started building some stuff that I thought would be cool and uh, putting it for sale in the shop and they all sold out pretty well. And then the Instagram kind of started picking up and getting some reposts by some really huge pages, which I never thought would happen, but pretty thankful for. And uh, ever since then, we've had everyone from some really high-end, I guess, clients or customers here in town uh, built two custom uh, mini Century Arms Dracos up for them because they had special ordered two 48 Italia Ferraris and wanted uh, two AKs to match their cars. Wow. So uh, that those turned out pretty well. And ever since those pictures started getting out and on the good old interwebs, everyone's been messaging us left and right. We just finished a um, 
another build for, I guess, the new linebacker for the Miami Dolphins. He's oh, picking dang. up. He's a free agent this last year, and he saw it on the inter- internet and uh, wanted one done, so we sent that one out to him. Uh, he's been pretty happy with it, so it's been pretty amazing to see like where it started and where it's going. I'm just excited to see where it goes from here. Yeah, definitely. So uh, when you become really big, are you going to forget about me? <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, uh, you yeah, are. I remember you? <laughs> no, not at all. all I right, remember talking to you like the first week. I actually moved to Colorado and going up to a uh, Dragon Man's and shooting at the range out here. Yeah. So the first time that you met me, I was actually drunk, and uh, let's not say what I was doing because it'll make me seem really irresponsible. But um, I was definitely drunk, and you guys—it was you and your girlfriend. And I remember you're like, "Yeah, you were hilarious." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, I was trashed. <laughs> I just pull it <laughs> off really well." Um, and then so I was like helping my dad here and there, and or sometimes I'd just show up and you know just hang out. And uh, so you would frequent that place pretty often. And then I yep. had already developed a relationship with the gun store up the street from me because I think it's you know it's good to you know. Like I have a pretty good relationship with a lot of gun stores locally. And, uh, and so I knew one of the guys working there and he was always passing out my cards and stuff. And then I went in there one day and you were behind the counter and I was like, Hey, what are you doing here? (laughs) Yeah. I remember that too. It's been kind of crazy. Went from, you know, going up to your dad's shooting range every Sunday and managing all the guns for the pawn shops in town after I got out of the army to one day being offered a, spot at family firearms and i was yeah. like oh yeah for sure super yeah. down and it's Definitely. been awesome so when did you get into firearms been around them most of my life my dad with the, the work he did growing up he was always around guns and taught me gun safety and everything else which was kind of drastically different than my mother's point of view but makes me a well-rounded person so it's cool yeah, so um, I remember you saying one time when I was hanging out at the store, you were like, yeah, my mom, she's an artist. And I thought that was kind of funny yeah. because, I mean, not to say I'm profiling, but artists are typically, you know, a little bit more anti-gun. A hundred percent. It was actually, I had her out here for the first time uh, about two months ago, and she had she still was in California outside Santa Barbara, very liberal, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And um, hearing about, oh, you know, do you have an AR-15 and an AK-47? It's like, well, yeah, uh-huh. I build them all day long. Like, do you want to shoot them? And she's like, well, my mom's pretty intelligent and she doesn't like to, you know, believe everything she hears. So uh-huh. she let me bring her out to the range. And it was funny to see her hold my, my little Mark 18 and just bracing like if it was going to be a 50 cal. And she shot it. And she's like, wow, that, that wasn't bad at all. You're hitting steel. And she had a ball. And. She's like, man, I need to move out to Colorado so I can have some more fun like this and totally support it. That's hilarious. So I think that that's actually the best way to kind of get the point across and to convert people that are typically anti-gun is take them to the range and just kind of, you know, obviously make sure that they're handling everything safely and don't put like a 50 cal in their hand for their – because I hate those videos where, you know, there's YouTube videos where it's like the first time they're shooting, it just knocks them on their ass. But I think that that is just a really good way to kind of show people that like, hey, guns actually aren't that bad. Like they're not bad. And, you know, if anything, they're enjoyable to shoot. And I know that when I first shot my first gun, I remember thinking in the back of my mind, like it's actually kind of meditative to, you know, because you have to concentrate on so much in order to get the result that you're looking for. And um, yeah, so I don't know. I do think that's a good idea. 
I kind of want to talk about, you know, having a gun store. So I, I meet a lot of people and they're like, yeah, you know, eventually I want to open up my own gun store. And I kind of laugh at it because I have my FFL, my SOT. And for a while, like years ago, I was selling guns and I stopped because there's really not a lot of profit in it, but I kind of want to hear. So I want to hear your take on it. And kind of demystify a lot of those, you know, what people might think versus reality. There's definitely, so you have to have money to make money. Of course, everybody knows that for the most part. Mm -hmm. And luckily, like starting where I did, where I'm at, the owner, Chad, he's awesome. And he is a huge patriot. He's a huge 2A supporter. He's definitely a gun guy, but he's not. I guess as into it as myself or my coworkers like Matt are, you know, mm-hmm. we follow the trends we're into, you know, where some people be like, Oh, you know, standard generic AR 15 where we're like, okay, cool. That's cool. But this could be better. And this is how you can enhance your performance with this, that, and the other. And he's definitely given us the freedom, me in particular, like, all right, well, here's, you know, our financial situation. You can use my finances to, you know, purchase whatever you want for the store. As long as you think it's going to sell and, which is huge for an owner of a store to give somebody. So when I started there, everyone was kind of like, Oh, I don't know if he's going to really like you working here. You've got all these tattoos and yada, yada. Yeah. uh, And just, you know, cause listeners can't see you. So you actually have like your entire neck is covered in tattoos as well. Yeah. That was actually the first conversation I had with your dad. He's like, man, normally I don't meet people that have more tattoos than I do. It's like, yes, I do. (laughs) So sorry, yeah, so, sorry to cut you off. I just wanted people okay, to know, good. you know, the kind of guests, the quality of guests that I have on the show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, ex-convict. <laughs> Managing it and hoping to own it someday in the future. It's definitely tricky and mm-hmm. especially managing any form of retail because you always have the people and the biggest combatant, I guess, of any mom and pop style small business in any city is, you know, the internet marketplace and you can go on like Gunbroker or any other X, Y, and Z online retail mm-hmm. and be like, well, you know, I can find this gun for maybe $30 cheaper here, or $40 cheaper there. And um, I guess other than that and trying to explain to people, well, yeah, you know, there's other fees associated with it. And, you know, you don't really have a place to go back to if, you know, you have an issue with your firearms, you're kind of stuck. Other than that, being able to have a decent amount of inventory and not pushing everything on it like no one wants to walk into a store and feel like you know you're at a used car dealership and when you walk in somewhere you can tell someone works off commission it's just mm-hmm. uncomfortable and especially with being around firearms if you have a brand new you know firearms enthusiast or soon to be enthusiast and they're already kind of nervous because it is kind of a big deal to buy your first gun and shoot it for mm-hmm. the first time yeah and which i also think is awesome with your business and training people how to shoot Cause I love giving out your card all the time because it is really cool to have a female be in charge of teaching the classes. And a lot of our customers, both male and female feel comfortable knowing that instead of getting some, you know, ex Marine or army guy that thinks he's the most macho guy in the world saying like, this is how you have to do it. This mm-hmm. is the way you're going to do it. Yeah, I feel definitely. like it's more comfortable for them. And you know, you know more about guns than 90% of the guys that come to the store anyway, which makes life easier. <laughs> Ah, uh, thanks. <laughs> Even though I feel like I still have so much to learn. Oh my God. Every day, I swear, <laughs> since I've started, like about two years, I finally have a very, very good grasp. 
on, you know, what's out there. And I, I hear something new every single day, yeah. especially getting into AKs. It's yeah. Like, oh, and- will this, this work on mine? Well, like, I don't know. What was the guy's name that built it? You know, <laughs> Romania, yeah. what day did they build it on? It's a different pattern. I swear. I know. Right. I know. So that's why I reached out to you because I saw everything you were doing with AKs and I'm like, I don't have a ton of experience with AKs. And so I'm like, you're going to help me because I want a badass AK. I want to use, I'm thinking I'm leaning towards the micro Draco and, uh, I don't know. I've been weighing, well, like we'll talk about that. I'm debating if I should do the mini or the micro Draco, but that's why I was looking at you. Cause I was like, oh, well, you know, all this stuff because even like, just to give you an example. So I was looking at the micro Draco and I'm like, okay, how would I attach a brace to this? Like, do they have attachments? Um, is it one of those things where you just like drill and tap and, you know, kind of connect a brace that way. I know that there's some yep. like SB tactical makes where it goes underneath the grip. So yeah, I was just kind of like out there for a while. Yeah. So I was just looking at all the options and it was like overwhelming and I'm not sure what works and what doesn't. And, you know, and, and everyone was saying like to drill and tap is a lot more difficult than it seems. It is. So without getting crazy into it, all the Dracos coming from Romania, mm-hmm. they're awesome. But none of them come with any attachment points for any kind of brace. So Stormworks has kind of been killing it lately with all of the options that they have. Mm-hmm. And I remember years ago before Stormworks was even out, I took a, an underfolder conversion, ended up drilling and tapping the side and making it work uh, to convert like a normal underfolder to take an AR stock. And I remember it went through like, like six or seven drill bits on my press and I just had no idea why. But they all ship with an underfolder rear trunnion that's not machined out because it has to be so thick to uh-huh. support all the mechanics of that. So definitely the way to go. But yeah, technology is definitely caught up with itself. And the aftermarket is insane right now for anything AK, which makes it a lot of fun. Yeah. I actually just got uh, the little component, that Picatinny thing that goes in the back from Stormworks. And yeah. he sent it. I, I think I got it honestly in like two days. It was super quick. So I have one of those ready. Um, and actually nice. that kind of brings me into my segue. So SB Tactical, uh, they are my newest advertiser and thankfully they have like the coolest brace that I've seen on a lot of your AK builds. Uh, the FS, what is it? The FS1913 brace. Yeah, the FS1913. That thing is awesome. It, yeah, it looks so nice. So I have that. I think it comes in on. Tuesday. It's arriving Tuesday. So I'm already getting all the parts together, you know, going to get it all, you know, getting all prepared, but I really like that. They make a bunch of other braces, but I would highly recommend if you guys are going to do something similar, go to SB, it's sb-tactical.com. And they gave me a coupon code to give you to you guys, which is gunfunny15 and that gets you 15% off. All right. So I'm here with Forrest from Family Firearms and I want you to kind of walk me through sort of just the breakdown of like what you guys do to these AKs. So you get like, let's say a Draco. What is, yep. you know, what is it that you change on it without giving, I guess, your secrets away and now everybody else is, you know, making the same thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I've been trying to give a lot of the advice out to people because I don't, I don't have like a monopoly on the market or yeah. anything else. It's just when people go onto like SB's website or SLR Rifle Works' website or anywhere else out there and see like a complete custom build. Like, wow, that is awesome. And I remember myself looking at Meridian Defense. They came out with an Alpha AK-74 that I wanted extremely badly. 
And I messaged them like, hey, when are these going to be for sale? And they're like, well, we don't, we can't source the parts. It's just the demo, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, oh man, that sucks. So right. like, all right, fine. I'll, uh, I'll just build one myself, which took me about a year and a half to source the parts. They weren't kidding. You know, after everything getting lost in customs from Moscow, finally getting it out here, finished it. But trying to see the pictures that are out there. And I just think, I guess why it's been so popular is people see a picture like that and like, I want that, but you can't buy it because they sell the parts and you can build it yourself. A lot of people are uncomfortable with it. So having stuff available here at the store that we have, it's been fun for them to be like, Oh cool. I saw something similar to that on the website and I can just buy it complete. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So but to answer your question, so if like a micro Draco, like you were talking about, for instance, we'll get them in, I'll uh, break them down completely, strip them down without anything on them. The only thing that's left is really the receiver and the barrel itself. And then ultrasonic clean it for about a good old hour and a half because the half gallon of Cosmoline those guys ship in is uh, not very good if you want to Cerakote it. Right. And after getting it essentially cleaned up, Matt at uh, Spartan Firearm Coating uh, kills it. He um, sandblasts them all down, gets them Cerakoted and baked, whatever color you know the customer wants or one that we're doing for the store. And then it's a matter of just if it's a custom build, depending on the brace that they want, Stormworks has that 1913 adapter. They have a side folding unit that requires you to drill and actually tap the rear trunnion to attach those or drill the 1913 slot out. A lot of so, measuring twice, cutting once kind of deal. Okay, because I was going to say, so what is the trick to that, to the, the whole drill and tap? Is there a trick? High quality taps and patience, for sure. <laughs> Okay. Definitely tried a few of them with some more generic caps and oh man, I've definitely broken a few off in the rear end and it's, that's a whole other nightmare in itself. Right. So but, I'm actually yeah. kind of glad that you're also confirming that it's difficult because honestly, knowing me, I'd be like, oh, phew, I can do it. You know, even though I don't even own any tools. Um, but yeah. this is my life. I, I typically get an <laughs> idea. I'm like, I can do it. I'm an independent woman. And then, you know, I'll go out and buy the tools or something and then I'm, it would, I would probably ruin the gun. It's just like anything you see on Pinterest, like, oh, I can do that for oh, sure. Oh, totally, yeah. Pinterest, you know, versus reality. Yeah, nothing ever turns out the right nothing way. Nothing so ever. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's so annoying. <laughs> it's, yeah. Okay, so, good, good so then. Time, get it done. Yeah, exactly. All right, so then you do the drill and the tap, you know, whatever, yada, yada, and then what else? So then from there, depending on the rail system, we've been using SLR stuff for a while. Um, they make probably some of the most, rad rails out there midwest industries made a bunch of fantastic stuff and they were definitely probably one of the other one options for a long time along with you know krebs customs but they essentially use your you know your standard gas tube and just kind of have a rail that attaches another rail on top of it and kind of sandwiches it down but ends up being really bulky and the way the firearms industry has been going you know versus 10 years ago where you had an ar and a huge flashlight and a huge quad rail and it weighs a thousand pounds mm-hmm. everyone's going over to either your m lock or key mod and essentially free floated rails and really minimalistic styles so the their hand guards um their website's awesome they show you like oh this is going to work for this model with this barrel length so you know exactly what you're getting um but after all the, the hard stuff like drilling tapping and painting that's just a matter of reassembling it to whatever custom order we have we're building one that we want most of the time we'll run the alg ultimate triggers definitely probably the most bang for your buck out there Mm -hmm. honestly the the alg trigger i have in my 74 is definitely on par with the geisley trigger i have in my ar and 
Yeah, that I actually, sucks. I literally just finished my review on the Krebs Custom AKs, and they use the LA or the ALG triggers, but they kind of fine tune them a little bit, and um, yep. and you can definitely, I mean, it was a nice trigger, especially for an AK. It was it was pretty spot on. So yeah, I'll agree crazy. with that. You grab a dual stage Tapco, and then you try an ALG that's been tuned and had the hammer worked onto it. It ends up turning out pretty fantastic, and the Krebs Custom safety, hands down. There's no like competitor to how awesome their like fire selectors are. Yeah, I agree with that too. Really? Do you typically yeah. only work on the the Sentry, like the Dracos, or have you branched off to other AK pistols? So I've done a ton of pretty much all the brands that are available out there right now. The the Sentry, you know, Draco line is definitely seemed to be the most popular, probably because you know the price point and the quality you get out of them is pretty mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, I've done the new Sam seven, um, SF arsenal pistols that they're actually more available now. The milled receiver Bulgarian style pistols. Those have been a lot of fun. They've also been a lot of work. I remember being super excited that having them available at our distributor and I ordered like six of them. (laughs) I got them in and normally they have a, a little booster on the front end that you can unscrew and attach a different muzzle device to. But I guess the way importation laws are now. It's a full 10 inch barrel. It's a fake little booster. You have to cut and step down and they end up being a whole lot of work. But essentially the arsenals, um, did a DDI for a customer the other day, worked on some Vepers and Saigas, but pretty much anything out there, if I can get a hold of it, I like to kind of tweak it around and bring it kind of up to the level and the usability of your standard AR 15. Yeah, definitely. And then, so you know, a lot of people are like really into ARs and then they're like, Oh no, I don't want an AK. But have yep. you seen, I mean, have you seen the AK platform kind of take off in popularity like within the last couple of years? Yeah. The last couple of years, most definitely. And it's, I don't know if it's because I've been focusing on it more, but it seems recently even everywhere from, you know, good old Grantham on YouTube. Who's, mm-hmm. Everyone's been watching his videos for years now. And it seemed like the last six months, it's been like, oh, man, these AKs are really pop- popular for us. And then seeing everyone else doing AKs and then Grantham did an AK review. I'm like, well, this is kind of crazy. Everyone's kind of like, oh, yeah, we forgot about those. They're actually pretty cool. Right. I've, I mean, yeah. So I've seen a lot of uh, like a lot of AK companies, you know, pop up. I wonder if it's because people are kind of getting a little bored with like ARs. I mean, obviously, you know, there's so many things that you can do with it, but I know personally, like first I started off in handguns and then it's like, all right, I guess I'll branch off to, you know, kind of assembling my own ARs. And after like 10 of those, then it's like, eh, all right. Then I got into AKs. Now I'm getting into long distance shooting, but I have noticed like I tend to get kind of bored or kind of want to take a break from something and, and sort of, you know, kind of venture off to a different avenue. So I wonder if that's Uh, kind of what's increasing in popularity as well. And the fact that there are all these companies popping up where they're making so many more accessories that the AK is kind of, is kind of becoming like the new AR. I a hundred percent agree with you. Oh yeah. So yeah, (laughs) recently, if you had, you know, you get a strip lower, you can do anything and everything under the sun to turn into anything you want, which is still awesome. I still have my ARs. Yeah. But, you know, if you bought an AK a few years ago, you know, you had four or five different companies like, oh, I could pick this one rail. And nobody, if you go into, you know, generally speaking, of course, you go into a typical gun store anywhere in the country and you look at 
like an AR-15 accessory wall versus if they have an AK accessory wall or a section, mm-hmm. they are parts are going to be vastly a lot larger than what you can pick from. But now having options and being able to kind of fine tune it, it's been pretty cool. And I think the more common misconceptions with the AK being inaccurate or, you know, uh, just not as precise as your standard mm-hmm. AR or easy to shoot or the recoil is just so much more than an AR-15. It's like, well, now you can kind of mitigate any of the issues you've been having and run it just as fast, if not faster and more accurately than, you know, a, you know, a good AR that's out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's revisit something that I mentioned earlier. So the micro versus the mini. Yes. So what are some of the pros and cons with that? The micro with a six and a half inch barrel is actually surprised me. So I did one for fun. Mm-hmm. So I was still, I mean, has huge of a proponent as a AKs as I am. I was like, man, this thing is so small. And when you see it out of the box initially with that huge, ugly wooden handguard and the little baby pistol grip and no brace at all, I've shot them that way and it's no fun in the least. And I was like, you know what? It's, I like a challenge. So like, you know, I want to make this a little bit more usable. So that FS 1913 brace, that 1913 adapter from Stormworks, definitely, you know, you can actually brace it up, use it as a wrist brace if you'd like, and it works just as well either way. And um, getting that guy put together, the first 12 that I had built of the minis, micros, and the full-size Dracos were actually all brought out to our customer appreciation day on uh, Memorial Day this last year. It was kind of cool to see them all in action and get hands-on and some trigger time behind them. And the micro, we were shooting out to 85 yards standing, just using their iron sights, just smacking steel as if it was any other firearm out there. And I was pretty surprised. But the main difference is being... The barrel, you're going to gain a couple inches of barrel length with the mini versus the micro. Uh, the mini has your more standard uh, rear sight, mm-hmm. which is cool. But the coolest thing about it is it allows for a lot more accessories. So you have your Texas Weapon Systems rail covers if you would like to run one of those. Hyber Customs makes red dot mounts now that replace mm-hmm. your rear sight. A little bit longer of a barrel, like I was saying. And you also get the option to run like a rail gas tube it's slightly longer so you can have your lights lasers flashlights whatever you want to throw on there it's a little bit longer of a length of pull um just depending if you want to have a micro fold it up and throw it in your backpack as a truck gun side of deal or if you want a mini and uh have more versatility if you want to throw red dots and mm-hmm. accessories on there just more more room for activities if you will hmm. decisions <laughs> decisions i haven't decided yeah. what i want to use yet well, next time you're in the shop, I have a couple of them done, so you can actually get hands-on and see what you might prefer. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because it's like I have this thing for little guns. Like I just – I don't know why. I'm just like, oh, they're so cute and, you know. um, I mean, and both of them obviously would be still pretty small and, and compact, but 100%. yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. So I guess, yeah, I'll have to stop by and, and check them out and see where it, what direction I want to take it. Let's talk about family firearms. There are quite a few, you know, there's quite a few gun stores uh, in Colorado Springs. You guys yeah. seem to always have kind of like the latest and uh, hard to get firearms, which I'm like, hmm, how, how do you guys do it? What kind I'm of relationship trying. do you guys have with your, you know, your reps? Yep. Being as small as we are, as you know, um, but yeah, in comparison, I guess for the listeners out there, against the the next largest in town it's probably you know an eighth the size but 
we sell so many guns out of there. We're, we're on that same tier with all those, those big guys out there now, which is pretty nice. So they take us pretty serious, which is good. Cause I remember, you know, a couple of years ago when we we're trying to get different distributors to even consider us, they would look us up on Facebook or, you know, good old, uh, Google there mm-hmm. and, uh, see how small we are. I'm like, yeah, you guys, there's, why would we want to sell you a bunch of guns? Uh, you guys aren't going to sell any of them. You guys have, you know, yeah. 700 square feet. No, thank you. And now they kind of realize like, Hey, we have a small little shop, but, uh, we sell all the guns too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys, so I would say, I don't want to say like the other gun stores are kind of like fuddish, but they don't carry right. as much. I don't know. They don't carry as much like modern guns or like cooler guns, which I definitely think that there's more of a market for. I think Colorado Springs though is only now starting to lean towards that, especially with so many people moving here. But it is kind yep. of interesting to see just the different, you know, what each store kind of offers and it kind of just makes each store different, which I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer or a way of doing 100%. it, but yeah. But yeah. yeah right. We'll have the, the customers come in like, Hey, I'm looking for a hunting rifle. It's just definitely and you're like, not you're like, get cash. the F out of here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Do you but, guys, uh, Cause you don't sell any hunting rifles, right? I don't think I've ever seen any. Not really. I mean, you could always probably order it. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, definitely order anything for them or, uh, had some people ask me for limiters for, you know, their scar 17 because they want to take that elk hunting, which power to them. You want to run that good on you. I met somebody who went hunting with their KSG, their Keltec KSG. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I'm just, you know, it's like the longer you're in the industry, the more you hear, especially as an instructor. Oh, I can't tell you how many times. I cannot tell you how many times like somebody walked in with crutches cast on their leg and they're like, yeah, I was court ordered to take this because I shot myself in the leg when I was trying to clean my gun. And I mean, that's like, I don't know. I'd Mm. probably say once every two months, but just some of the stories are just, uh, just, uh, yeah, you can't even make it up. You can't make it up. And if you tell somebody, they won't believe you. I literally sold a 410 Derringer to a gentleman that had no hands and no legs and i you know this is america you can buy whatever the hell you want good sir if you want four tank derringer i'm gonna sell it to you i will help you put it in your wheelchair damn i was curious and he had a good sense of humor about it which i'm sure he had to develop over the years yeah like all right man like what's the game plan here he's like well i'm tired of getting robbed and like i can understand that i would not be happy in that situation either and he had this whole little diagram he had drawn out with he had this cool little contraption that kind of velcroed onto his hand or his little stub where his hand used to be and he drew out how he's going to have you know a string and it's going to be attached to his electric wheelchair and like wow it's pretty ingenuitive of you buddy right for you if you tell somebody that they're definitely going to think you're making it up and i can only imagine what you see on the training side of things yeah that's actually impressive though for that guy like more power to him 100 percent. this is america go for it sir i know right all right. So if people are in Colorado Springs or do you guys, are you, do you, are you now selling like outside of the store? Like if somebody wanted to, let's say they go onto your Instagram, they look at all the cool AKs that you're making. Can they just order and you would ship outside Colorado? A hundred percent. Yeah. We've actually done that for uh, a good bit now. Uh, arms list, gun broker, okay. um, the, uh, our website itself. But yeah, we work with all the FFLs. We have most of them on file and everybody, you know, if anybody is interested in one, just get the info of the FFL that you would prefer to have us ship it to and get it on out to you. 
Cool. And then what is your website? FFsales.com. Oh, that is not what I would have thought. FF, FF sales. Yes. Okay. So family firearms. firearms Yeah. I thought you said three F. So I was like, "Eh, interesting. And then your Instagram and Facebook. Instagram is family underscore firearms. Okay. And the Facebook is family firearms sales. Awesome. And if you guys want to get in contact with Forrest, just uh, go on there. Because you actually, you run their social media, right? Um, yeah, so I'm on the Instagram for the most part. The and then Facebook, Facebook. side of things, like, yeah, it's always, you know, hit or miss. They're definitely anti-gun on there. But yeah. Instagram's definitely had the most success for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. So can you hang out for a little bit? Absolutely. All right, cool. All right. Well, that was a little loud. (laughs) Uh, It's because I couldn't really hear you that well. So I put up your audio, but I think that the audio is also attached. The little singers are also attached to that. So I apologize for that. All right. So sports. Yeah. So sportsman's guide. So they just added, uh, 2,400 new products to their website. I know hunting season is approaching. So now would definitely be a good time to, you know, load up on that hunting gear, especially before it sells out. Uh, sportsman's guide definitely is like the place for just anything outdoor related. So I would recommend go to sportsmansguide.com and tell them that we sent you. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome. As never mind. AF. So I read an article recently about uh, guns making their way on the Facebook marketplace. It kind of made me laugh to a degree um, because people have gotten pretty clever about it. They'll post the gun box and they'll say, like, yeah, this gun box or this box is five hundred dollars. <laughs> Which, you know, is kind of a good way, I guess, to get around it. But I was like thinking, so obviously gun sales on Facebook are absolutely prohibited. I think, you know, selling animals or even if you were giving away animals, I think that's prohibited. So there's definitely, I mean, Facebook is just basically prohibits everything. But I was kind of thinking like, what other ways are there to sell your gun? If somebody, cause I, I experience this all the time. People come into my classroom, they typically buy a gun before they take a class and then they realize, eh, maybe this gun wasn't suitable for me. It's typically if they go to, you know, a gun store, no offense to you, but the people no behind the counter are just like, oh, we have this 40 laying around. Ah, oh, we need to unload it. Like here's a sucker, you know, his first gun. Cause most guys typically buy a 40 for their first gun. And then they quickly realize, well, that was a mistake because forty's like definitely dying. But it's Problem like solver. I know, right? Yeah, the Glock forty. So <laughs> it like I was thinking. I mean, I know that there's arms list, which I personally have not had much luck with. There is gun broker. Yep. But I don't know. I mean, there's there are some places that will uh, buy back, you know, or not buy back, but they'll buy used guns. But I mean, it is kind of difficult to unload a gun. I mean, unless you go out back, you know, in the in the alley or something. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, after our gun sales for sure. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, man, I've seen that too on Facebook and everything else. Like, oh, I'm selling a quote unquote Glock box. Like, mm-hmm. Man, it's just you're you're looking for problems, and yeah. the same people that are on Facebook are the same people that are on Arms List. It's not you're not going to avoid it anyway. Someone's going to offer you their little, you know, twenty two 
Ruger that they found in their grandpa's attic for your, you know, Scar 17. It's going to happen. Right. I know. Yeah. And actually, it's funny that um, I was going to talk about this today because even just recently, somebody sent me, somebody in Colorado was selling, um, uh, what was it? A, a drum mag and I don't know, like a 40 round magazine. And they sent it to me and they're like, this is illegal, right? And I'm like, yeah, yep. I mean, technically, but it, it, they were selling it on Facebook, which I think if I were going to sell something like that, not, yeah. I mean, and let's face it. So we have in Colorado, we have magazine restrictions, like anything that exceeds 15 rounds, you can't buy. But if you owned it before July 1st of 2013, your grandfathered into owning it. The problem is, is, you know, these magazines and drums and everything, they're not serialized. So nobody can tell you when you bought it, you know, and that's what I always tell people, like, just say, hey, you got it before July 1st, 2013. But I don't think that I would go on Facebook and post it because at that point, it's like, you're just kind of asking for it. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, I know the, the police department in town, the sheriff's department, they're, you know, for the most part, pretty second amendment friendly i know sheriff yeah. bill elder's definitely been fighting the good fight for a while yeah and and i have yeah. actually talked to so i think actually to date there is one maybe two cases where somebody was charged but it was an add-on to all the other criminal activity that they were doing but other than that exactly. there has not been anyone that was like oh you you know you just bought a magazine or a mag kit which is kind of the loopholes like take the magazine apart sell it as a kit and then technically whatever they do with it after is kind of up to them but nobody's enforcing it because it's such a stupid law. It's it's not forcible, just like most of these laws that, you know, these these people, these you know, that are anti-gun that are making that don't quite understand how guns and the accessories work, which yeah. is frustrating. You have a magazine ban, but like the MCR belt fed up, or I have a 400 rounds linked together. It's not even a magazine, but I guess that's fine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Right? I know. I know. All right. Let's talk about Sharps Bros. So, you know, I don't know how familiar you are with Sharps Bros, but they do have an AK receiver. Yes, they do. And it's amazing. Have you, so have you built one like a, off of using the receiver? I haven't yet. I was thinking about doing one for myself personally. I like to kind of before I build something for anybody else, before we sell something, I kind of like to get hands on because I don't want to give something to somebody that I wouldn't like personally yeah. for the most part. Yeah, definitely. Um, thinking about using them to build some 74s because those are unobtainium recently, but I have, I don't own any, but I've played with them in the past. And once I watched the review on Jim Fuller saying it was the best AK receiver out there, I was like, all right, you know, a guy said what these are about. And they're definitely ARs are definitely not the only thing they make awesome receivers for anymore. Mm-hmm. Their receivers are fantastic. Yeah. So I, yeah, I saw that same video where Jim Fuller was ranting and raving about their their receivers, and then same with uh, Krebs. I know that they're working on some new guns and they're using Sharps Bros lower receiver for that. Personally, I I don't know. I, I like I said, I don't have enough knowledge about AKs that I could put one together. But it is kind of crazy, again, going kind of going back to like, you know, AKs are kind of like the new ARs. Yep. Yeah, so, it's definitely not like a Lego set like an AR is. You're going to need your yeah. full-ton press and rivets and everything else. It's yeah. satisfying. It's frustrating at the same time. Yeah, and I don't think I'm there yet. I know I'm not <laughs> there yet. <laughs> if you guys want to check them out, go to sharpsbros.com. Q&A. 
There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Guys, if you have any questions for me, definitely go to gunfunny.com and just fill out the contact us form and just ask your questions away. So I didn't have any questions this week. So I asked my patrons to ask me questions. And one of the questions that I picked up that I picked out was, uh, do you ever get recognized in public? And so, I mean, I obviously don't think that I'm, you know, by any means like, you know, like a celebrity or anything like that. But I was thinking there was the one time that was kind of funny. So I do, I mean, I do get recognized like when I go to, you know, industry events and stuff and it's a good feeling because a lot of people ask like either take a picture with me or they'll say like, Hey, you know, I listen to your podcast or follow you on Instagram. And that happens a lot when I go to a local, a lot of the local stores, uh, like Whistling Pines. Um, I typically always get, you know, somebody's typically following my Instagram or something that I'll run into somebody. But one of the things that I thought was funny is there was one time I was at like this hole in the wall bar and didn't have any makeup on. Like I was just like, just wanted to be left alone. I wasn't there by myself. All right. So if you guys are thinking I have like a drinking problem, I don't, I was there with my friend. And, uh, so one guy, he like, we were just chit chatting and there was like maybe six people in the bar and, and then he's like, you know, you look familiar. And he's like, what is it that you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a firearms instructor. He's like, yeah, I took my class, you know, with you. And then he calls over his other buddy and his buddy's like, yeah, you know, I was, I was with, you know, he was with me at the same time. Like you taught both of us. And then another couple came in and they're like, yeah, we know, like we, you also gave us your, you know, we got your concealed carry from you too. So it's like, I basically like trained the entire bar, but it wasn't really the entire bar. I mean, it was, but it wasn't like the bar was filled. It was like six people. But I'm like, well, now I know who my target audience is. <laughs> people that go to right. shithole bars. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Though, knowing that you've trained that many people to actually be safe with firearms. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I don't like I don't mean to brag, but as far as like training goes, I feel like I kind of have it locked down in Colorado oh, yeah. Springs because there's there's obviously like bigger companies that offer training. Um, at the ranges and stuff, but I, I've done actually a pretty good job marketing and get my name out there. So I don't really do any advertising. It's all like word of mouth, like, you know, thankful for you guys that send people my way and, and I send people your way. So it's kind of just a nice, uh, it helps out a lot. So yeah, that is, it is nice that there's so many people that I have trained. A lot of people definitely recognize you when you leave the store. I think sometimes when you come in the shop after you leave, everyone's like, is that, is that Ava? I think I've seen her on Instagram or Facebook. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like, she's really cool. Like you could say hi to her. I know. Cool. So you know what I mean? a lot of people do get, they like, uh, like, let's say I go to Shaw show or something. Typically then I'll get a message and they're like, Hey, I saw you walking around. I didn't want to bother you. But I mean, I don't care if people come up because again, like I definitely, I'm like people, I think if they meet me in person, I will say like, I think I'm much cooler in person than I am like on social media or even on my podcast. Cause I'm much more relaxed. So don't, if, if anybody sees me out and about and you recognize me, like definitely don't hesitate to say hi. It's a good feeling. Like I'm not, you know, I haven't gotten my name out there so much where I'm like, Oh, this is exhausting. I need to use, you know, I need to go incognito. Like I still <laughs> think it's awesome. So definitely don't hesitate and stop by and, you know, say hi. All right, so Polymer 80, do you guys have any experience with Polymer 80? Yes. 
all of the experience. Oh, yeah. Especially when they put them together wrong and they come in like, hey, man, what's wrong with this? I'm like, oh, buddy, here you go. Gen 4 slide won't work on it. I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm sure you get that a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Polymer 80, it's only compatible with Gen 3, like Glock Gen 3 parts. And I don't think that a lot of people realize that. And so they're like, well, why isn't this fitting? Or I have also seen, I've seen like some horror, like just not horror stories, but I've seen where people will, I mean, so you would think like, you know, taking out the little tabs and drilling the holes is like as easy, you know, as easy as can be. It's like almost like, you know, stupid proof. And yet I've seen people like screw it up so bad that I'm like, what happened? Like, did you do this yeah. w- blindfolded? <laughs> I I don't know how they managed to do it because the frames are awesome. Like, mm-hmm. Home Radio as a company is killing it. It's a really cool idea. Oh, yeah. And it's going back to that Pinterest thing we were talking about earlier. It's not even like that. Like, you can do it if you have a little bit of patience and, you know, you follow their directions with the whole guide they give you. And, you know, they've got the that sweet little case that clips over it and like, Hey, drill here, here, and here. And yeah. Use this will be good to go. Exactly. Which is, I think the biggest problem with people building them and they blame Palmer 80 when it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this a lot with multiple firearms is like a third party manufacturer making parts for a factory gun. And if you have, you know, Palmer 80 frame, which, you know, they've done their, their research and development and they're like, Hey, this is going to work with, you know, a Glock factory slide. And then they buy, the cheapest brown L slide that they can find that's a Gen 319, for example. Mm-hmm. And then they buy someone else's sights and then someone else's barrel and then someone else's recoil spring. And they put all of those things together. It's uh, 10 different manufacturers making 10 different parts to go in this gun. And if one of those things is off, it's not going to work. And they blame the frame because mm-hmm. like, oh, this frame's crappy. Yeah, exactly. Time, get quality parts just like anything else in life. You get what you pay for it. But you can build some awesome ones. I've definitely built some that run just as well if not better than some of the factory locks that i have mm-hmm. yeah i agree and I, like for me i love building them because it's just you can personalize every little thing and and i have not had any issues with them so if you guys want to check them out go to polymer80.com use the code gunfunny and that gets you 10 percent off tactic talk discussing popular guns and gear love it hate it Find out now. So have you guys gotten in your store the IWI Masada pistol? Not yet. I think it comes in day after tomorrow, hopefully. Oh, nice. I'm trying to track one of those guys down. Very cool. So I um, I got one and just finished my review on it. So it actually should be posted in the next couple of days. Kind of put my foot in the, in my mouth. So I'm like, oh, I'll have it done by tomorrow. But the problem is, all right, so I like the gun. I think for the price point and it being like, you know, optic ready and just offering, you know, as, as many features as it does. I think it's like, I don't know, in the 400 range, like 450 or something. I think it's a fantastic gun. But for whatever reason, IWI, they like to do that combat style sights where when you, when you aim it at the target, the top of the sights should cut off the top of the bullseye. And I'm always the type that, you know, when I line up my sights, it cuts off the center of the bullseye. So as a result, I had a really nice grouping, super tight. Like people couldn't even do that kind of grouping with a rifle, humble brag. But, um, (laughs) 
it was like two inches low from the bullseye. And I was like getting so frustrated. So then I'm like, all right, let me try the, you know, the combat style and way of doing it. And I mean, I was still hitting low and, uh, somebody said something about, oh, it's made to shoot a bullseye like at 25 yards. So I put the target out at 25 yards, still hit low. So I would say if you guys buy this gun, it definitely, in my opinion, it's a must to have a red dot because once I, you know, kind of tuned in on the, the red dot, then I was shooting accurately. But as far as the sights go, I just, ugh, I don't know. I didn't like that part, but other than that, um, I literally got it in, picked it up from my office, took it straight to the range, didn't clean it or anything, put, uh, I used Fioki ammo, put about, I don't know, about 500 rounds through it. Didn't have a single malfunction at all, which is pretty cool because, you know, typically there's like that break in period where it's like anywhere from like 50 to 150 rounds that you might, there's a chance you might have malfunctions. Yeah. And then it felt really good in my hand. There wasn't a ton of recoil. The trigger I think is about five and a half to six pounds, which is a little heavy for me, but, um, it had a nice clean break. The reset, there was a little bit of travel, a little bit more travel than I would have liked. But other than that, I thought it was a pretty legit gun. I'm excited to get hands on those. Yeah. I'm kind of point optics ready. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, and it also comes with, uh, four of the, the optic plates. And it will fit, what is it? It's like the Romeo, uh, hold on. Let me see. I'm going to look it up real quick. Cause of course now I'm on the spot. So it's, uh, the RMR, the Venom, Delta point, and then the Romeo. Does it come with the rear iron sight built in or is it part of the, the optic plate? Like if you remove the optic plate, do you still have your rear iron sight? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Sold. Yeah, so I'm interested to see what your thoughts are when you get it. But I thought, you know, for the price point, it's pretty legit. Definitely red dots are the way of the future. Everybody wants to throw them on there. I know, it's crazy. I don't have a ton of experience with red dots. I've always used just my sights, but I guess I'm going to have to branch over. And I did, I laughed because the only red dot that I had to use was uh for the Trijicon, the RMR. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, okay, it's like $450 gun and it's like a $600 red dot. <laughs> yep. Have yeah. Them on all of them. Baller. The coolest thing about the RMRs and all those other little red dots, but the RMRs in particular, mm-hmm. if you're shooting under night vision with the RMR, you can adjust it low enough where you can see that dot perfectly. Yeah. I saw that you guys, you started doing stuff with night vision. Oh yeah. I've been in the night vision game for a while. I'm just finally convinced all my friends to make poor financial decisions so I can actually have people to shoot with at night. Right. Well, don't convince me because I have enough expensive hobbies. <laughs> we got enough extra if you want to yes. come out and play Okay, sold. Sure. Yeah, no, I definitely, I haven't, I've never used night vision. Really? Yeah. I've never oh, used it. So um, I think that would be actually really cool. So we'll have to talk about that. Absolutely. All right. So now iTunes reviews. So guys, these are the last iTunes reviews that are on iTunes. So if you haven't left a review, definitely get on it. I would greatly appreciate it. And you have a one out of two chance of winning a prize pack. So, you know, there's that little added bonus. Uh, so the two reviews today, first one is from tank red star, 24, five stars, best gun show, best gun show. Uh, that's interesting. Ava reps Colorado with style and grace. Her guests are awesome, and the show doesn't lack information. 
And second is Squatty Bob, five stars, chocolate or vanilla. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, but I'm a guy, so good show. I don't really miss the prank calls. Also, I don't miss the burning sensation when I pee. Props to Kenny, and Kenny is the editor. <laughs> all right, so um, all out right. of those out of those two reviews, pick a winner to win a prize pack. The first uh, or the second? I think it was the 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 second one that you represent Colorado with style and grace. That, that was, was the first one. Comment. Come on, Forrest, are you not first listening? One? That was the first review that I that I read. So you that you guy. Go. So that one's the winner. Yes. All right. Cool. Perfect. So uh, Tank Red Star twenty four, contact me and I will send out your patch. And we are going to wrap up. So if you guys want to find me on the you know on the internet just go to gunfunny.com there's links to all the social media my new youtube channel which is Ava Flannel I still have the gunfunny youtube channel if you know if there's people out there that don't know how to listen to the show otherwise there's affiliate there's like an affiliate tab so if you guys are going to go shopping at like Brownells or Palmetto State Armory or anything like that it's a good way to support the show we get a percentage of whatever you buy and then you should consider becoming a patreon. So our patreon is definitely growing. Always having a lot of fun with all the patreons. $1 gets you access to our patreon only Facebook page, which is pretty freaking hilarious. I post a lot of videos and just a lot of content in general that you don't see on my other social media outlets. Um, mostly cause it's super embarrassing and I don't, you know, I don't really want to put that in public. <laughs> <laughs> and basically all of your pledges, uh, it goes directly into the show. So whether it's paying for, um, an event, like I actually, I am going to go to the Palmetto State Armory Media Days event, uh, next, I think it's a week from today or two weeks. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. I get to show, I get to shoot their entire line, even their prototypes. Um, so stuff like that, you know, there's expenses. It pays for that, pays for recording equipment. It also helps for me to afford an editor who is Kenny Ortega. He does such an amazing job. He helps me out so much and the show would definitely not be where it is without his help. Um, so it, you know, it also helps to support Kenny. And I wanted to thank our $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison, Michael Alexio, Silencer Shop, Joe Lyons, and Charger Arms. And our king of the Patreon is still Jon Snow. And he wants me to say that if paper, if paper beats rock, rock beats scissors, and scissors beats paper, what beats all three at the same time? The answer is Operator Tickles. And Forrest, are you aware that Tickles is my dog? Is your dog? Yeah. Did you know that yeah. I have a dog named Tickles? Okay. Yeah. I was like, you know, operator Tickles. And you, if you are not following her on Instagram, you should. It's Tech Tickles. Yeah. She's, she's kind of a badass. And okay. then one Definitely last thing. That. Yeah. Tech Tickles. It's, it's pretty funny. Her page is actually growing and she gets, she actually gets more likes than a lot of these pages, <laughs> which cracks Feels me great. up. Yeah. I'm going to make her famous. You'll see. And then one last thing before we go, Tag Pack giveaway. So I am actually in the next day or two going to pick a winner to win the Tag Pack. But all you have to do to enter is just go to gunfunny.com forward slash TP as in Tag Pack. Put your name, your email address. Otherwise, if you want to just head on over and get your Tag Pack today, go to tagpack.com, use the code gunfunny. And with your first box, you will receive a free ABKT knife. 
All right. And Forrest, I just wanted to thank you so much for joining me today. You are awesome. Keep up the great work and just remind people if they want to, you know, visit Family Firearms, what that website is again. So Family Farms, uh, ffsales.com and got all the, your hopes and dreams all on the one website shipped to your local FFL. Awesome. Awesome. All right. We are out of here. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. <laughs>